episode of EG Like Sunday Morning, or should that be EG Like Sunday Moratorium? There was only one topic we could devote today's podcast to, and indeed only one person who could do justice to it in audio form. I am joined, of course, by news editor Pui Guan Man, whose Wednesday this week was somewhat derailed by the government's announcement. Um, Pui, for anyone who has just awoken from a coma and headed straight to the EG podcast channel channel for an update, uh, what has happened this week? Thanks, Jess. Um, Yeah, so the scenario can sort of be summed up as, um, you know, the government is essentially saying tenants should pay, but if you can't, you can still stay anyway. All right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the the government has extended its ban on commercial tenant evictions for another nine months uh, to the end of next March or more specifically um, March rent day. in the finer print, there's also a separate ban on winding up petitions and st- statutory demands that will continue until the end of September and restrictions on using the commercial rent arrears recovery process will also be extended. Um, and so during this extension, the government plans to bring in some legislation for a new legally binding arbitration process to act as a kind of backstop for when uh, negotiations um, on, on debts break down between landlords and occupiers. And they want this to be in place when the moratorium is lifted. Um, maybe we can come back to this uh, point mm. in a bit. There's so much to unpack. Um, <laughs> but um, but unsurprisingly, retailers and hospitality are um, heaving a sigh of relief um, at the mm. moment. So Helen Dickinson at the BRC said, uh, you know, that, that it came in the nick of time. Uh, Kate Nichols at UK Hospitality said that it will banish, it's quite dramatic, but she said it will banish a grim shadow that has hung menacingly over hospitality since the COVID crisis began. It's very poetic. Yeah, it's very dramatic. Mm. Um, But for landlords, um, you know, um, it's estimated that retail and hospitality operators owe about six billion already in rent debts. So by March 2022, what's that figure going to look like? You know, landlords won't have been able to get their income for for two years at that point. Mm. I mean, broadly, it's, you know, it's important to point out that industry figures have um, so far, they've they've welcomed uh, ring fencing arrears for struggling tenants. You know, it's welcomed as well the, the binding arbitration proposal. But what they are staggered by is, you know, this nine month blanket extension, you know, especially now that businesses are able to open and mm. trade again. Um, so yeah, my inbox is, is kind of bursting at the moment with sort of <laughs> comments and reaction, as I'm sure yours is as well, Jess. Uh, indeed, but, uh, yeah. Everyone is sort of digesting what the decisions will mean and, you know, what's coming next. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, obviously we've we've had the, the, the grand reopening has been put back a few weeks uh, as well. And um, I, I guess... I suppose looking at it from the, the government's point of view, I suppose there is a logic to to let to, to having a period where, as you say, uh, these businesses are welcoming people back in in and spending money again, and 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 maybe an extra period during which um, uh, they can reach compromises, but with their landlords and and, and further discussions can take place. But uh, yeah, nine months is is quite a long long time, isn't it? 
Yeah. And let's let's also not forget, you know, landlords are having to pay rates as well on, yeah. on car parks during closure periods and vacant properties, as well as having to absorb the hit from, you know, uh, some very well capitalized um, profit making retailers that are managed to, managing to duck out of paying their rents because of these um, moratoriums. And, you know, property owners have largely had to turn to their lenders um, for support, you know, in the absence of enough support from the government but how much longer are these lenders going to stay patient about you know mm. a, a one-year lack of income now going on to two years and you know throughout all this in the meantime who who's expected to invest in and you know repurpose places for post-pandemic life you know of course it's the landlords mm. yeah. so um so yeah there are a lot of um you know industry commentators at the moment that are really um um, sort of, I guess, expressing um, their, well, I, I mean, it's fair to say it's, it's dismay, really, at, you know, how, you know, they, they feel that the government's really kind of picking on or singling mm. out one industry without really understanding um, what it is, the, the yeah. impact that's going to have on, on the sector. Yeah. And there are obviously there are there are quite a lot of question marks at the moment about this arbitration process. I mean, with uh, spectacular timing uh, this week, uh, EG Legal published a piece from the Property Litigation Association on Wednesday morning. We published online on um, how uh, they, they surveyed their members, 1,400 members, on on what um, they felt should be the next step after moratorium, and and uh, so that they could provide their response to the government's call for evidence on on how to proceed beyond the moratorium and uh, they you know they they've uh, the pieces up online and they they talk through the the various um options that were were put forward by the the government including restricting all lifting all restrictions uh you know reinstating forfeiture but but maintaining restrictions on insolvency and cra um but one thing that they they did uh, the, the the PLA members and obviously it has to be remembered they are property litigators so there's perhaps a, a, a degree of professional interest in this but they, they um, were very much against mediation uh, as not really being a suitable way forward for rent arrears and, and found that that has not been a successful uh, way of resolving similar disputes in the past and they also um, felt strongly against uh, adjudication uh, as a um, as a means of resolution uh, and what is, seems to have been put forward by the government that there's, there's been a degree of surprise that the word arbitration has been used rather than adjudication which I think was maybe involved in the call for evidence but um, uh, it's certainly got people uh, wondering what uh, this process is going to involve isn't it? Yeah yeah so I mean I think um, I think it was in sort of the finer print um, where they said that it's um, you know I think all we know so far really is that it's going to be delivered by private arbitrators mm. although I think Jess you'll have to tell me what what that means <laughs> or who they are because I'm not sure what that <laughs> what Well that I think is. conventionally in an arbitration they're, they're an arbitrator that is agreed between the parties they're appointed by the parties and then they're their decisions can be uh, binding and enforced by the court. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll have to see what the government comes up with if they're, if, if they're, you know, if the government is appointing a specific arbitrator or set of arbitrators to this, yeah, uh, you know, but they, 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 as you say, they're, they're planning legislation to, um, to sort all this out. And I'm sure our pages will be uh, full in the next few weeks of, of people, different people commenting on what, what that legislation should and could involve.
Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think there was something about there being um, an, an approval process um, to sort mm. of prove that these people are impartial. But of course, that in itself is going <laughs> to require a lot of, you know, what, what is that going to entail exactly? So, um, so yeah, I mean, as um, I think one of our commentators was um, Alison Hardy of Ashurst, and then yep. she put it, it's, it's all a waiting game now. I mean, will tenants comply with the government's sort of request to, to pay rent again in accordance with their lease? And, um, you know, I mean, and the government looks set to, you know, it's going to set out its response to the call for evidence in April and May on um, commercial lease evictions. So, um, yeah, I'm very sure we'll be returning to this uh, particular mm. um, part of it very soon. <laughs> and I'm starting to wonder if a, if a few landlords might all of a sudden be looking at those decisions we had a, a couple of months ago that involving the fragrance shop and Cineworld and uh, Mecca Bingo, uh, you know, the, the the unpaid rent claims that were successful before, before a pair of high court masters. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, people decide, well, actually, the time has come to to take things into our own hands and, and launch one of those claims rather than, you know, waiting for whatever arbitration system that the government comes up with or or putting things on hold until March next year, which is, you know, yeah. seems... And I guess on a sort of, well, sort of related uh, note, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's another, I, I found another commentator's um, point quite interesting. Um, Paul Burton, a partner at uh, JMW Solicitors, who said, um, and I quote, that it's a classic kicking the can down the road situation. <laughs> and it is unlikely in itself to save the occupier, but could only end up causing terminal damage to, mm. to the landlord. I thought that was yeah. quite an interesting point. And yeah. You know, he also added that, you know, being a blanket extension, it it fails to sort of differentiate between alternative types of businesses and therefore could lead to a power imbalance um, between smaller landlords and the bigger profitable tenants. So I just I thought that was particularly, yeah, particularly noteworthy uh, comment. Because, uh, yeah, there is a bit of a perception, isn't there, that, that the moratorium really at this point is is uh, disproportionately benefiting uh, major uh chains who are more, more more choosing not to pay than than technically unable to pay oh 100% that's one of the points that um landsec uh and well landsec's chief executive mark allen and british land chief executive uh, simon carter sort of teamed up to kind of um to make you know that that point you know they highlighted mm. that the government just doesn't seem to understand that the moratorium serves to enable this minority of of well capitalized uh, retailers to to withhold rent and um and they've also said um you know I, I quote if our sector is to contribute meaningfully to the uk's economic recovery it's vital that the government now prioritizes the legislation to withdraw the moratorium as soon as possible um and return the market to um to normal operations and it's this whole sense of of you know um of of there being a concern that the government just isn't really understanding mm. the impact of the moratorium on the industry and what it contributes to the wider economy. Um, um, yeah, it's just it's it's really interesting. <laughs> Uh, and before this uh, this happened on Wednesday and, and uh, it made your more weeks uh, suddenly twice as interesting as it was before. Uh, what, what else has been going on? Um, yeah, so um, in other news, actually, there's been there's been quite a lot um, going on. But um, one of the more the, the more interesting snippets um, in uh, seems to be happening uh, around London. So uh, tech companies are 
queuing up to take space in the city fringe for um, new headquarters. And so there's been another string of leasing deals this week um, or, you know, um, deals on the horizon anyways, mm. um, as exclusively reported by our London correspondent, Alex Daniel. Um, so Snapchat is in talks to upsize to the bloom. TikTok is on the hunt for up to 100,000 square feet and, and Depop, um, which was recently bought by um, Etsy, is, is closing in on um, 30,000 square feet um, at uh, 20 Farringdon Road. And, um, and I guess tangentially related, but in other TMT moves, um, uh, the satellite giant Imarsat has also uh, selected a preferred site for its new headquarters. So um, check out this week's issue for, mm. for more details on that. Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, go ahead if there's more. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry. There was just a little bit more in terms of London news. Um, just that Oxford Circus is also going to turn into two pedestrian um, piazzas mm. um, you know, as part of measures to tempt shoppers back to the West End after the pandemic. And um, works, I think, are set to begin later this year. And I'm not sure if you've seen the CGIs, but they are they are pretty glorious. <laughs> If quite vague on the whole traffic thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's almost a shame that they, they couldn't make these kind of decisions so quickly that the works could be carried on whilst there was no one there. You'd think. That would have been yeah. quite good, wouldn't it? But yeah. Well, we I do guess, have I the mound. I guess these things so. take time. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the Marble Arch Mound, at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, it's, it's just you this week. So you are uh, taking another crack at the quiz, another opportunity to possibly join Sam uh, in the ranks of the uh, perfect scorers. Uh, as ever, you have preempted uh, one question. I think you're, you're usually quite good at that, but uh, I think I can I can change the question. Um, oh no! For each of the Okay, question one in the in the EG like Sunday morning quiz of the week. Which UK holiday hotspot looks set to benefit from a three hundred million pound leisure scheme? Um, it's Blackpool. It is Blackpool. Have you ever been to Blackpool? I haven't. I would oh, love to, though. You should definitely. It's a, it's an experience that everyone should have at least once in their life. Uh, OK, question two. Uh, was which two social media giants are at the forefront of what we have labelled a city fringe gold rush? But because I'm in my 40s, I'm <laughs> going to ask you, what do you do on those to two social media giants <laughs> you mentioned earlier on? Because I have genuinely no idea. Um, so Snapchat um, being one of them, I think so. I actually never downloaded Snapchat myself, but I think it's one where you take lots of selfies and you can put, um, you know, puppy ears on yourself or um, okay. big anime eyes or whatever it is that takes your fancy. Um, TikTok, um, I think is like, um, again, I, 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 um, I'm not too sure, but I think they are sort of very short videos that you can film of yourself and they have a time limit on them so um so a little bit of pressure but um, but <laughs> I think, yeah and, yeah I think that's correct uh from 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 what I gather from yeah uh so I think you get the point and bearing in mind you answered the question earlier on anyway ah. so question three what has a cross-party group of MPs called on the government to abandon this week um Oh, wow. I feel like I should really know the answer to that one. <laughs> Something about, is it the Build Back Better? Um, uh, it is stuff? part of that. Yeah, it's part of that. Uh, it's it's um, part of the reform of the planning system. It's one aspect in particular. Do you uh, know what? One aspect that 
can't That's right. think of right now. No, it's I'm the use of zoning. The use of zoning. Oh, okay. reform of the climate system. Okay, so I really the missing. Have known that. <laughs> uh, the missing word question. Question four. It was. It was actually quite hard to find this one. Uh, a missing word headline um, this week. But this is from our future of Birmingham coverage. Uh, and can you fill in the blank? Blank and the city. Blank and the city. The well-used headline format. What have we used it for this week? Blank and the city. It's something. It's a. It's something close to your heart. I mean, oh, I. <laughs> the first thing that came up when you said something close to your heart is pizza. So I, I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> pizza. But um, I. Oh, I don't know. Um, In something Birmingham. close to my heart. In Retail. Birmingham. Retail on the sheds, city. Sheds, sheds oh. on the city. Sheds on the city. Okay. My sheds uh, listeners are gutted. <laughs> and finally, question five, which is, of course, the diary question. What word featured for the first time in EG's online news coverage this week, uh, as discovered by Deputy Editor Tim Burke? What word was first? It's you. He, he a word was used, and he he took to the EG search facility and discovered it had never been used before on EG News. Got to be a swear word, right? It is. It, it is not a swear word. Not a swear word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost disappointed. <laughs> um, uh, what a word that's never been used. Um, I'll, I'll go the opposite way. What what is the the longest word in the uh, in the dictionary? Is uh, Anti-disestablishmentarianism <laughs> was that ever used? I don't know. Uh, the the answer the answer of the word that was discovered this week that has been used for the first time is gobbledygook uh, in a quote from Housing Minister Christopher Pincher. And obviously, uh, diary our, our diary editor who who may or may not resemble um, the host of EG Light Sunday Morning uh, was inspired by by this and did do a bit of searching and 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 I thinks very similar very we, we think along very similar lines Bree because obviously the first thing I did was search for for swear words naturally, <laughs> naturally. Uh, and uh, found that I was surprised that we we do actually have eight instances of the f word uh, and something like twenty eight instances of the s word um, but but no no instances as yet of the c word I'm delighted to say uh, so. Anti-disestablishmentarianism is up for grabs. It's never been used before. So my challenge to you uh, between now and the next time you're on EG Like Sunday Morning is to use anti-disestablishmentarianism in a news piece. Interesting. Challenge, challenge accepted. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, right. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Pete. I'm sure it will only be a matter of weeks, if not days, before we once again discuss uh, the moratorium and the mountain of unpaid rent arrears. Uh, on EG Light Sunday morning. Yes, absolutely. So until next week, uh, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday morning.